This show is sponsored by APCW Wrestling Academy. Learn wrestling from WWE Hall of Famer Robert Gibson. If you're interested in becoming a professional wrestler, contact them at 770-871-5417 or online at apcwdouglasville at gmail.com. Also, buy collar and elbow brand. Save 10% on your next purchase by using our discount code WPNRussell. That's WPNRussell at checkout and get a discount on great collar and elbow products. You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Lovely Nicole Ochoa, hope I pronounced that correctly. We are going to discuss yes. some of her uh, unique time with the Wild Organization and why she was two different personas, life before and after the, uh, the business, and of course some other stuff in between and, you know, throughout that. So, to the listening audience out there, ladies and gentlemen, Nicole Ochoa. Oh, thank you, Mr. Green. Thank you so much for having me on. What a what a pleasure it is to, to be speaking with you lately and to reminisce and talk about some of the greatest times that I've had um, as an athlete. So it's it's what an honor. Oh well, well, thank you very much. I'm glad that you uh, take this as an honor. You you flatter me. You, you make me feel good now. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you well, know. you're really you're really wonderful at what you do, Brian. And I'm. It's been so long since I've spoken about Wow and my experiences that it's, you know, just going over some of the old footage. It, it was uh, it was just so much fun. Did, did you get yourself prepped? You start looking at some of your some of your old matches on uh on the I did, YouTube. I did. <laughs> it brought back some great memories, man. All the training and. All the awesome girls that were in the league, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was just I, it, such flashbacks, such great memories, just wild moments. Yeah, wonderful well, time. Did you feel like you were watching somebody else entirely different? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, even though it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. It was such a different season of my life mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and it was great, but everything in my life revolved around performing and working out and rehearsing and practicing the moves and the whole show, everyone on the show was really tight and ingrained in each other's lives. And we did everything as a unit, even if you were a heel or a baby face, you know, it was, we went out together, we celebrated together, we 
you know, went through the trying times of the cancellation of the show together. And, you know, some of us still remain really close friends ah. up until this day. I know I'm still really close with uh, Delta Lot of Pain or Jawan D. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Delta Lot of Pain. Yeah, I think she, she's still kind of riding that uh, that wrestling thing to this day. You know, I, what was the movie? I'm, I'm blanking out right now. Uh, crap. Let's be oh, cops. Oh, she's done a ton of movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, but let's be cops. I know she she got to kind of perform a, a big wrestling move in there. Like I think she did a, what, what was commonly referred to as a rock bottom now. But, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. And she also the scene in Bringing Down the House where they did the tyrobics. And the two, I think it was Queen Latifah and then the, the white actress, they went at it in the bathroom. That was one of the greatest scenes ever. Just hilarious. Oh, um, yeah, she's worked a lot. Love that woman so much. And I know she she's out on, on my side of well, I'm not gonna say my side of town, but she's probably in drivable distance, being that she lives in Atlanta. Yeah, she's in your backyard, Brian. Yeah, I need I need to check her out. She, she might be the one member of Cage Heat that I could actually get on camera if I can ever catch up to her. Right, right, yeah. She's a character, man. I love her. Okay, well, I've heard nothing but good things about her, but now we're going to hear some good things about you, uh, and we're going to all right, let's go, and we're going to take this backwards to uh, a time preceding WoW, uh, before you were oh, okay. uh, found yourself going into the wrestling world. Uh, were you always an athlete? Were you were you looking to act? I mean, how how did this kind of well? Let's talk about life before WoW before we get into your athletics. What were you doing before that? That would be athletics, Brian. Oh, I was okay. <laughs> uh, the biggest tomboy growing up. I would hang around. My dad was a professional bodybuilder, mm. and uh, he was always in the gym working out. He didn't believe in babysitters, so he always brought my brother and I along um, when he was lifting weights. And I very quickly realized that I got a lot of attention um, from all the men in the gym. They all thought I was cute when I lifted weights. So, of course, you know, I learned how to lift weights. And I remember doing bicep curls when I was with 10-pound dumbbells when I was very young. And this is when we lived in Inglewood. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just I, I grew up in the gym. And then, of course, I thought my dad was a coach. So I was always on the baseball field or football field. And then... I started to do my own thing. Uh, the vi I started to do gymnastics, but the very first sport that I really, um, I was very athletic growing up, but the one that just kind of resonated me with me was softball. So I played and realized that uh, I had a ability to, to be very good at it. So I went on a travel ball team and I traveled all around the United States and just became, um, just worked my butt off and became really good at it. Eventually was a scholarship athlete at UCLA playing softball and was really quite dedicated to that and getting a scholarship and uh, getting a, a really good education from it as well. And I just love my Bruin family. And um, yeah, so it kind of all started with that. Okay. And then, um, and then I just, I, I had always, loved acting and performing was always it was always something I was very interested in um, but my parents were very hard workers and they didn't want us 
to live in Inglewood anymore because it, you know, it was uh, it starting to, to get a lot of uh, crime. Yeah. Huh? As it's beginning to change, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that based on my wife actually is uh, from California also, and, uh, so I got that story from my uh, from her and my, my mother-in-law that you know it wasn't always the way that you perceive it. It started off one way and it's kind of changed over time. Oh, it started off beautiful, and the crime came in, and my mom's like, "We're not having that. We're moving." So. We moved to Thousand Oaks, which at that time it was like the boonies, like nothing was here. <laughs> and um, and they they worked very hard to make that happen for us, and I'm so happy that they did it. Just I have the best parents. I'm so blessed. And um, yeah, so I was uh, determined to get a scholarship, and so that's I dedicated myself every day. I would practice and hit off the tee and. Yeah, just always really involved in athletics and always was very focused on what I wanted and eventually accomplished that. But because my parents were so busy with that, it was like I had that acting bug inside of me, but it was something that really couldn't be reality because that takes a lot of time and attention for a parent to do that. I remember when I was young, I actually went on an audition when we lived in Inglewood and it was like, Oh my God, it was something like kids say the darndest things or it was like one of those shows where they put you in front of the camera and they tape you. They'll ask you like, I remember them asking me like, what does the word romantic mean? And then they put the little kid on tape and I remember they asked me that one and I would describe it and they wanted me for the show. But then we ended up moving and I was like, Oh my God. Like I just remember, I remember that moment and remember going, this is so much fun. I would love to do it. And then when I was in college, as I was nearing the end of my college career, I was like, man, this is something that I would really love to pursue. I'd love to act. But then with the whole schedule of softball and weight training and conditioning and games and travel, I could never really get involved in theater class or even major really in what I really wanted to major in because softball took so much of my energy, time, and dedication because it has such an outstanding program at UCLA. Um, so when I graduated, I was like, I'm going to give this a try, you know? Yeah. So um, so I went for the acting. Okay. So, so that was the, the journey towards uh, blending the two things, being starting off as an athlete and having an athletic background, mm-hmm. and then I guess developing a love for – uh, the acting there, so it's not that far-fetched to see how you would be attracted to a, I guess what we call now a sports entertainment environment. I, I still say professional wrestling, but it, it's not that far-fetched to see how you would be become, you know, kind of caught in the allure of it. So that being said, right. how did you even hear about WoW? I've, I've gotten different accounts from different people. Um, most often it's been, you know, I saw the ad, but what's your story with that? I saw the ad in Backstage <laughs> West. There's that, that actor's paper when you first get started and you're trying to get your SAG card and you're trying to just create a reel. Mm-hmm. And it said, um, athletic women um, casting call. And I, I just remember that I would go on anything that was even close to me. So I was like, man, I'm athletic. You know, I just graduated college. I'm just like, yeah, let's go. And I remember I lived in Westwood at the time. 
and uh, the audition was actually in Marina Del Rey. And so I get in my car, in traffic, drive two hours, get there, and the place is just packed with other ladies. I bet. And I was like, okay. So I'm waiting and waiting. I'm just like, I feel like I'm waiting forever. And then they finally, um, somebody comes up and announces that it's a professional wrestling audition. Well, I, I got to be honest with you, Brian. Um, my grandpa uh, loved, 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 loved wrestling. Uh, he used to take us to see the Junkyard Dog and Hulk Hogan and George the Animal Steel. I mean, he's, but he went back to even being a wrestling fan even before that. Okay. And I remember going and holding up my Junkyard, Junkyard Dog was my favorite wrestler at the time. And I would hold up the sign, and I was, like, pumped, and I had on my Hulkamania hat. And uh, <laughs> uh, so we would go to the events together. And then my brother loved it, too. And, of course, you know, when you're a little sister, you you like everything that the older brother likes. So, And we would wrestle and stuff, and he would get me in these moves and just tweak me. Because, <laughs> um, of course, he, he was real, so he'd practice on me. <laughs> anyway, so I would... I would always, like, when I got older, I'd realize, like, no, I would be like, that stuff is stupid. And I would be like, you're, that stuff is fake, and blah, 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 blah. And I would talk smack about it. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and his name was Jordan at the time. He was with the organization. He goes, yeah, it's uh, professional wrestling. And I was like, oh, man. Like, really? Like, okay. Like, I remember talking so much crap about it. But I'm like, okay, I'm here. Let's do it. So I remember part of the audition was you have to come up with a character. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, okay, what's going to be my character? And I'm thinking, and I was like, okay, so my dad was a police officer. <laughs> and so I came up with a cop character because um, I knew all the Miranda rights at the time. And I just, like, went into this character, and I was, like, this badass cop. And they're like, oh, okay, pretty good. And then um, – and then they kind of wanted to see my physique. And I was, uh, I remember when I graduated uh, college at UCLA, I was 167 pounds, but I was like buff. I have that, uh, just, uh, the, that genetics where I could get really muscular. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was a buff chick. And by the time I got to that audition, I was probably like around 147, I believe. And then I wrestled like at 143. Okay. And I can even see it videos I could see the progression of my physique um, just to, to tame it down a little bit but we used to live lift really heavy when we played softball do all that power lifting and then eat, I used to eat a lot Brian <laughs> so um, a lot <laughs> uh, now why so were yeah, you so doing I, that to I, yourself just, just, was that fuel for the muscle I just I just you know back back in the in, in the old school softball days, mm-hmm. you would it, it. The game has changed since then, but it was like it was old school, and like the bigger you were, the better it was, okay. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I went for it, <laughs> and it was funny because every time I went in season, I would go for it and just eat a lot, lift super heavy, and then during summers, I would lose all my weight. And, and scale down because I didn't like to be that big, but I did it because I wanted to hit the ball far, be strong. Oh, so okay, yeah. 
So then I made the first audition, and I was like, oh, my God, okay. And I just remember, I mean, the audition process was long and excruciating. Um, it just, it just, it went on for weeks. And then, so I, I kept making it. They took you through athletic testing, which you would do, like, high jumps and, like, strength. And I forget what else we did. Um, but they were just testing our athletic skills, so they put every woman through that. Mm-hmm. And then once you were chosen out of that group and they deemed you, quote-unquote, athletic enough or had the right look, then they put you in the ring. And um, I remember going through the process of learning how to take a bump properly or even running the ropes. Mm-hmm. Running the ropes was excruciating, Brian. When your body's not used to that, mm-hmm. um, I just got, I just had these huge welts just on the side of my body uh, from the ropes, from running the ropes and the bump. Oh my God, it felt like I got hit by a car. So through this whole process, my respect for professional wrestling completely changed. Because I kind of thought, you know, and I was telling you before, eh, it's fake and blah, 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 blah. It is super athletic, super challenging on your body. And then you add in the acting element. I mean, I, I just think uh, I just have nothing but respect for people who wrestle well. Um, because it's it's extremely demanding on your body. Oh, yeah. um, so So we went through that process. And I actually, I actually almost got cut because I was like, man, this, this hurts. I don't know if I want to do this to my body. And I remember David McLean pulled me to the side. Actually, David McLean talked to Selena Majors, and I think they pulled me to the side, and they're like, okay, because I think I scored the highest on the athletic testing, and they really wanted me to be a part of it, but... My bumps weren't great. I just, it hurt. I wasn't like, it wasn't fun. And they're like, okay, you need to start performing or we're going to have to cut you, but we want you to stay and we see a lot of potential in you. And then from that moment on, I just made that decision in my mind. I'm like, because I think I was still sort of on the bubble and reticent, like, this is a, you know, is this what it really what I want to do? Because it, 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 it takes a lot. It takes a lot to do that. Yeah. And I made the decision in my head and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. And then just from that moment, just that click in my head, like the whole game changed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I remember that moment. It was, it was awesome. And then, um, so then I made it to the, to the final pool and it was amazing. I forget how many thousands of, uh, people auditioned women rather. And, uh, and I was so proud to to make it on the show because it was it was quite a selective process. Well, now about that process. Now I'm gonna rewind this just a tad because one of the things you brought up is that when you got there, they essentially said, "Okay, give us a character." That, at least that's what uh-huh. it sounds like. Sounds like it was. Now I'm gonna assume yeah. that they had no intention of keeping that character, it, but they. But were they just trying to test you to see how well you come up with something on the fly? Or, uh, I mean, to the best of your knowledge, what was the, the point behind, hey, give me a character, go? Well, I'm sure part of it is 
the impromptu or the improvisation that wrestling involves. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, I mean, you you're in the ring. Something goes down. Somebody says something. Something goes wrong. They miss a move. So somebody in the audience does something. It, it's because it's filmed live, and you have to learn to think on your toes. Yes, and you have to stay in character. And so part of part of the process of wrestling is sometimes, you know, it's like it's like with anything. They'll give you a character, and you make it your own, and you make it come alive, um, just like in acting. And so I I feel like they of course wanted like some of the original glow characters, the farmer's daughter, what have you, um, to keep that, you know, some of those, bring those characters that were loved and to bring them back. And I'm sure they had people in mind for that. Yeah. Yeah. A version of them. Um, but then I'm also, I also believe that they were, because they were really open and David McLean was great about it. And the writers, we're very open to our suggestions and our artistic input and how we wanted to dress our characters and what we were comfortable with, which was really cool. The creative process of coming up with your character. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that part. Okay. Um, just creating something that could live and breathe and, and that came alive. And, and then it involved that athleticism which I then uh, had tremendous respect for, and putting that together, it was, it was so much fun, Brian. So much fun. So, so, so I, I'm sure if somebody came up with a character that was interesting, mm-hmm. they would have kept it. Um, but I think they just wanted to see what what people were going to do and how sort of ballsy and how much they would go for it because wrestling is so big. Yes. Especially when you're performing it in front of an audience. You gotta be it's like stage acting. You gotta be big. It's just a it's just a big form of entertainment. Well now that you say that, uh why did did you not push to keep the uh the cop thing going? I mean, was that just kinda like, okay, I thought of it and I'm done with it? Or by the time you got to the the segment of the rounds where we are now at the creative and they're saying, okay, now we're going to come up with a character that you actually use on screen. Mm-hmm. How did, the, right. how did the cop thing go away? And I mean, I don't want to get ahead of the story, but I, I know if, if anybody's listened uh-huh. to the local interview, they already kind of, kind of know where this is going, but you, you were assigned something else. Assumably. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if assigned is the right word here. Uh, but how, how, do, how do we how do we get away from what you pitched to what you got? That that's the question. Um, well, I, I wasn't I wasn't at all married to being a cop character. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I thought it was more interesting to be a bad girl than a baby face. Okay. You know, a heel than a baby face. Yes, it's much more fun to play play the bad guy. There's much more range. It doesn't matter what the audience thinks or if they like, you know, it's like they, you want them to hate you. And it, it, to me, it was more exciting to, to think about being a heel. So when they came to me and they came up with this uh, suggestion or the character, I mean, they're basically in charge. They're going to tell you, you know, what you're going to be. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And so I, re- I really like the idea. 
And so I went about creating Vendetta uh, and just thinking about, like, okay, I want a teardrop under my eye, and and this is what I want my character to be like. And I did, you know, I went, you know, because I was going through the acting classes and process and, you know, getting into it with Howard Fine. And so I did, I went for it. I went for the whole background for Vendetta, and I had everything written out, and, and I knew that character inside and out. And um, so I, I was really excited to be a heel. Okay. So Vendetta was your creation. Uh, well, they told me I was going to be uh, a prison inmate. Okay. And then put out on work release to wrestle. And so, but yeah, I mean, each of us kind of individually produced your kind own of, thing. Yeah, we created it, but then it was also very much like how we wrestled and how we interacted with the other girls, and it just it kind of all came together. But yeah, we we had a lot of creative input. Okay. They gave us something, and they just let us run with it. All right. And so. then if it was starting to go the wrong way, they would corral us back, like no, 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 no. Okay, we're here. So. So would it be safe to say that we have creative that? Wow, and the writers, and they produced their vision of a character that they then give you the bullet points for, and then you yeah. and you kind of mold the clay, so to speak, and say, all right, well, if if you want a prison, not guard, if you want a prisoner that's wrestling here, this is what I can do for it. I have Vendetta, and she'll be this, and blah blah blah, you know, and kind of take it from there. Was that the uh, that's Basically, the, the path that it goes or it went. Yeah, they do, they do the outline and then you fill everything in with everything that you want it to be. Like my character, Vendetta, was like a boxer. She was, she was good at boxing She just because she was fighting all the time. Okay. And she was a, a, a Puerto Rican from New York. Okay. So I gave her like a little New York swag. And, um, yeah, thought of all the tattoos and how I was going to do my hair and what my finishing move was. We worked with uh, the trainers to come up with our finishing moves and um, and to create to create it in that way. And a lot of kind of who I made Vendetta to be was based on my strengths as an athlete, as an actor. Um yeah, everything was kind of created around me because it was my first acting job. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make this, you know, prisoner be something so far fetched from me that it's gonna be like this huge leap for me to play this character. Mm-hmm. I just picked something that that was really close to me and I felt like was in my wheelhouse of of what I could do and what would be fun for me to play. So that sounds cool. Yeah. So yeah. Now, now we get into the point where. Uh, I guess the, the the lore of of Wow and the team of Cage Heat starts to form, and again, if mm-hmm. you if you're out there and you listen to this podcast and you've gone through the archives, some of this story is told from uh, one perspective already that you can go into uh, uh, Loka's interview and you can get some of that. But now we're on the other side of the coin because, uh, as far as I was notified, Cage Heat originally was going to be Vendetta and dealt a lot of pain. Is, is, is that correct, Nicole? That is that is correct. 
That oh. is correct. They put us together. Before you go into that, let me ask one thing before you go into that. At what point did you, okay. were you notified, okay, hey, you're going to be a tag team? Did, did you go into it with the aspirations of, hey, I'm going to be a singles and I want to be by myself? Or, you know, and did they just kind of alter that? Or when, when did they say, yeah, we'd rather pair you off with somebody else and here's this is what we want? Um. I don't. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember the the moment that they told me that. But I do remember the sentiment was that Jawan Beast or dealt a lot of pain. Like we so got we got along from the minute we met and came together and started working together. Okay. I just she was just so much fun and just she was she would fearlessly go at things with reckless abandon and I loved it. She was just, she was all in. And when they put us together, we just, we became friends. And um, I did not mind being her tag team partner because she's an awesome person and an awesome athlete. And um, like I said, she was fearless and bold and just really committed to the character and super creative. So, I, you know, and I was used to being on a team, you know, playing softball. It's, it's all team. Yeah. So I was very comfortable with that. And, and to be quite honest with you, I think if it wasn't dealt a lot of pain, I might have had issues with it, you know, because even working with some of the other girls mm-hmm. who have different styles or ways or ways that they function, I think I would have had challenges with, with other girls, possibly just depending on, who they were and what their personalities were and proclivities. and Yeah, but with her, it was real easy. It was fun. Uh-huh. It made it fun because we created together. Okay, so the, so the chemistry was there. The chemistry was there. We created and um, our characters to be different and, and just the whole K-Teat personality started to really develop. So uh, the creative process with her was really fun. Now... That incarnation of Cage Heat, we, we as the viewing audience, we never really got the chance to see uh, that the Vendetta dealt a lot of pain incarnation. One of the things I remember uh, saying with Logan, I don't remember if I said it on air or not, but uh, I was saying that incarnation would have seemed, at least on paper, like very similar in style, where Vendetta and Delta kind of have a similar not physique but for the for the one time that I saw Vendetta out there it looked like she was working as a powerhouse which basically was Delta's role as the power of the team do you think that it would right. have been a, uh, a drastic change if, if fate had gone another way and it was Cage Heat, Vendetta, Delta a lot of pain uh do you think there would have been any major differences? I mean, other than the song, I'm pretty sure you would have had to crank out your verse or something <laughs> like that. I actually did have some some lines in that rap. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I what, did. Were they just not oh used? Oh, my God. I don't, um, no, they, they didn't use it. I think it was – I think they were going to play it the next time we came out together, but then the show got canceled, and I never I never went out with them together except for that run-in oh man that yeah. last run on pay-per-view yes yeah. wow yeah. okay so so there's a 
there's an unreleased cut of the of the Cage Heat theme that's out there in the universe somewhere. <laughs> yes, it is. It's floating out there somewhere. Have you ever heard yep. yourself on there? Oh, I'm sure I have. It's just been so long. I, I might cringe now because I remember struggling with that. I struggled with it. I could not rap to save my life. And the girls worked with me a lot, but I was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was not pretty. Oh, <laughs> it was boy. not my strength. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, that's right here. Do this rap. <laughs> Oh, that was yeah, cool. yeah. I was like, can I do the singing portion? Can we do like rap R and B remix? Ooh, I could not rap. That's why I was trying to get out of it somehow because I just sounded terrible. Yeah, but wouldn't that ruin it? I mean, it's, uh, the rap R and B remix. It totally like, would. <laughs> it totally would. It would have been ridiculous. Oh, um, so I'm man. glad they made me rap, but it wasn't. It wasn't pretty, Brian. It okay. wasn't pretty at all. Well, at least yeah. you're honest about it. I, I, I appreciate the honesty. I have to be. I have to be. Yeah. Um, so. But but all of that to say is that uh, that incarnation of Casey that which which we did not see, uh, we got off of it oh, okay. because of the song. Yeah. But but in, in your mind, would, would there have been any <laughs> major differences? I mean, we'll never be able to know that for certain. But in your mind, would there have been a, a major change? Well, so let me sort of tell you this and flash forward. Um, I created Vendetta just kind of like, and I played to my athletic strengths. So I was, uh, when I was a softball player, I was a power hitter and I was what you call a slapper. So I was really strong, but I was really kind of fast too. That sounds arrogant. I don't mean to be sound arrogant, but. It was those, that was how I functioned athletically. So when I was creating the character or the uh, athleticism of Vendetta, that's how I was normally as an athlete. And I didn't get a chance to bring out my finishing move or really wrestle. Because, you know, when you do a run-in, you do just a just a little bit here and there and then boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I just did, did a, a few moves and then it was over. Yeah. You know, they wanted big move, big power moves for Vendetta when she came in for the run-in because that's what you do when you run in. Yeah. You're not going to come in with some finesse and stuff. You go in there and you just cr- create a stir, right? And yeah. um, and so when I wrestled as Vendetta, and I remember going going through the wrestling process and even, you know, going through some matches and some choreography – I was much quicker than my character for mystery. Mm-hmm. I wanted those two characters to move much differently. And so when I created mystery, because I, I got injured uh, rehearsing and it was over something so silly and stupid. I'm just working on some punches in the corner and had somebody against the ropes. I'm stomping on on the mat and I shatter my tibia my whole tibia on my uh, right leg shattered just from stomping and I instantly fell to the ground and this was a this was before uh cage sheet was going to come out and our characters and everything was all ready to go and that's when they brought in loca so then I went and I did rehab and I healed (laughs) but they still wanted me to be vendetta 
but they wanted me to wrestle because I was now he, uh, I was now healed up and ready to wrestle again. But they still wanted me to be Vendetta, but they wanted me to wrestle because they wanted to utilize me. Okay. And so mystery came about because I wanted to hide my face so that they wouldn't know that Vendetta is mystery. And then, of course, you know, it's kind of, who is this nasty woman sort of thing? And yeah. so I remember, like, I remember just looking everywhere and just coming up with my costume and trying to figure out, like, okay, so I need a mask and I need to be able to wrestle in it. I need to be able to breathe. And I didn't want to go with the with the uh, the Mexican wrestling mask, the traditional luchadore. Mm. Uh, I just wanted it to be a little different. Um, okay. And so, I, you know, I did find one of those Mexican wrestling masks, but then I had the, the goth mask, too, and different versions of that. And, uh, you know, I was thinking sort of like Undertaker-ish sort of, creepy because I I was thinking of creating like I wanted two wrestling characters that were completely different so that they would never know that Vendetta was mystery or that mystery was Vendetta and so upon thinking about that and creating that sort of Undertaker sort of zombie walking slow Michael Myers coming at you sort of creepy thing um, I, I, I took on sort of the goth theme Okay. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> we, we've we've uh, gone into character number two. So, if we're on the timeline, Veneta was created first. Uh, you get hurt, which necessitates the recasting, which brings in Loka. You yeah. you get healed. I'm, I'm doing a little recap here. You you heal up. They still want you as Vendetta, but in the in the uh -huh. interim, you create mystery yeah because they already know that they want vendetta's character to pop at pay-per-view okay so that so, so that was the thing just huh? oh sorry so that was the thing they wanted you as vendetta but they already say hey we want you to show up at the at the pay-per-view as the third member then they, they already had that planned out yes okay so in the meanwhile we, <laughs> we need you to wrestle <laughs> Or we'd like you to wrestle, so that that is where that that was where the you know necessity for creating mystery came from, just to give you something to do uh, in in the interim of that, correct? Yeah, they they, they uh, were pleased with my wrestling and wanted to utilize those skills in the meantime, and I was more than happy to do that because it just gave me more of an opportunity to be creative. I really loved the creative process and, and, and coming up with the character. Well, you know, and I want to talk to you about that because I, I was going to say, it seems like you were very creative on that end and that, okay, I came up with a cop character that didn't get used. I came up with a vendetta, which then got kind of tr transferred into a tag team. I came up with mystery, which, Started off as a single and then transferred to it. I mean, so I mean, did you ever, and I know this is kind of off topic here, uh, but did you uh -huh. ever consider going into like, hey, David, can I sit in with the writers or, you know, can I help come up with the storyline or something like that? Did, did it ever cross your mind like, you know, I might be, you know, this may be the thing I need to do also? Um, You know what? No, because I 
so had my hands full with all of the wrestling and my two characters and rehabbing and training and staying strong and doing whatever press junkets we had or doing talk shows. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it was my first uh, gig. I did a like an independent film, but it was my first like big gig. So I was I had a lot on my plate. Okay. And but the white I remember the writer being wonderful and very open to suggestions of all the girls, not just me, but suggestions that I had or uh, storylines and just really open to that. Uh they were they were really flexible. I remember David McLean asking Terry Gold um because Terry Gold at the time had had the belt, mm-hmm. who do you want to wrestle? And I was really honored because Terry's like, I'm going to wrestle mystery. And and then the, the storyline thus created from that, um, which, you know, I was honored that out of all the girls, she wanted to wrestle me because, you know, at that character, uh, mystery, I wasn't, I didn't, my heart wasn't in it like it was for Vendetta. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I saved all the good stuff for Vendetta quote-unquote good stuff, like my best moves, like this and that, and everything that I had planned, I I saved for Vendetta, which never ended up coming to fruition, except on the the little bit that that happened when I did the run-in for the pay-per-view. But, you know, I kind of, you know, Mystery was just, you know, it was a character. I wasn't fully in love with it. I, I didn't really get to express myself as much because I had that mask over my face. And I... I hated wrestling that mask. I should have, I should have practiced with it more because anytime I got out of the spotlight at all, mm-hmm. it was really hard to see. And it, and I used to practice wrestling in it, but um, it's just you don't really get to express yourself. You don't have your face to do it, so you try to do everything with your body. Yeah. Um, but it was it was fun in a different way. But my heart was really in the other character of Vendetta. Well, you know, now that that is a little bit of I don't know if irony would be correct, but I mean, I hear you saying it, you know, and I can understand that because Vendetta sounds like it was your first uh, first love or creation, you know, aside from the audition piece. But then mystery comes around, but mystery basically is the sum of most of your wild run. Which is, you know, yeah, yeah. which is kind of it's odd yeah. because I know you're saying I was saving it for Vendetta, but Mystery, uh, quite frankly, covered the gambit as far as Wild was concerned. She she was in the first major angle slash storyline for the championship, uh, mm-hmm. and challenge for the title, and then later on yeah. as daughter, uh, the Daughters of Darkness challenges for the tag team championships. So, I mean, there was equity within the character of Mystery. Even even Which if was... if you didn't have, you know, the, the same love. But, I mean, when I looked, when I did the research for this, I was like, there, there was a little bit more equity in Mystery than there was Vendetta. Yeah. Um, it, it just it so funny because it's, it just kind of happened and I was super excited for Vendetta to come out. I just remember being super excited for Vendetta to come out, Mm -hmm. but you know, I did, I put 
so much effort into mystery as well. I don't want you to give give you the impression that I sort of half-assed mystery because I didn't. Um, it just wasn't, it just kind of wasn't where my heart was. You know, it was cool to put on that prison jumper and put tattoos on and Jawandi did my hair in cornrows and I loved all that. I loved all that. That was really fun to me. And to get to move in a way that was more natural to me because I, I really like kind of slowed mystery down, mystery down, or dramatic and very like scary and flexed a lot. Like I would do a lot of chokeholds and a lot of like scary, creepy stuff with my hands or paint my nails black and just move in a different way, you know? Well, like not- I just kind of took it from like every scary movie I saw when I was woken up, uh, growing up rather, when the bad dude would be like moving slow and then the, the other person or the, the female usually would be running hysterically and then trip over sort of, that guy is just stalking. It's just moving slow and being creepy and it, it became more scary. So I kind of like made it around that. I created her around that. So. No, I mean, it, I, and I get it, and I, I understand, and and it all makes perfect sense. And, and I do want to give kind of a, a you know a thumbs up in, in my view uh, <clears throat> because I remember there's an interview that's that's online right now. It has nothing to do with me, and I'm gonna just give it a free plug because I like Bill Eady. He's you know, one of the guys that I grew up watching. Uh, most people would know him as either Demolition Axe or Mass Superstar or uh, I think Mongo was he did he did one of those. But he was talking uh, about the differences when he's like, you know, I was I played three different guys and throughout the course of my my wrestling career, and he and he called out the things like such and such was a tech, was a specialist, ears, nose, eyes, and throat. And one guy was a brawler, the other guy did this. And I never really tried to mix and match the, the the styles because I wanted everybody to have their own flavor. And yeah. so when I hear you saw that, I was like, you know, that that's, you know, in my view, a big nod because, you know, you talk about veterans that, you know, have kind of that same mentality, the guys that have been wrestling for some 20 plus years of, you know, let me make sure that you do not confuse when I put on this mask and I'm the mask superstar, there's a bit of irony there because you work masked. But when I put on the mask as the masked superstar, that you don't confuse that when I'm working as Demolition Axe. Oh, that's so cool to hear. Brian, that's a, that's a big compliment. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, Thank that, you. that you gave absolutely, that you gave it that kind of time and, and thoughts because cause truthfully, I mean, you probably didn't have to. <laughs> you, you probably could have just walked out there and not giving it any thought whatsoever. Changed up one or two things and just going about your way. But, you know, you, you gave it you gave it effort, and that, that is a big plus. And that's probably a reason why Mystery had such a uh, a big angle and, and uh, like you said, fought for the title and, and the tag team. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, Brian, that whole thing, what you put into it, you get out of it, and... And it's just the way that uh, I like to do everything is just give it, give it attention and respect and give it your all and go for it. And, and it all started from that moment that they're like, we're going to cut you if you can't bump right. <laughs> and I had to make that decision right then and there. And it just started from there. And I'm like, okay, Time to if stop I'm going to go for this, I'm going to go for this. 
you know? Mm. Well, you, well, you've already answered whether how comfortable the hood was, because apparently you wasn't able to see all that well unless it was a very well-lit area. But one of the things also... No, I remember... Here, I'll tell you this, Brian. Tell me. I remember going down the ramp towards the ring the very first time I was mystery, and I realized, I realized I could not see anything because it was dark, and it was like... The camera was following me, and the way that they lit me, I couldn't see. So I'm almost like, I, I, I start freaking out under my mask because I can't see. And then I realize I could see the light on the camera that was right in front of me. And so I just followed the camera light because I couldn't see anything around me until I got closer to the ring and it was all lit up and then I could see, but I was freaking out. I thought, Oh my God, how did they light this place? Because <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen when I got into the ring. If I couldn't see, I just have to like make something up. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I had, I remember that moment. I was freaking out, Brian, I bet. but it, it worked out perfectly. I got in the ring and everything went fine. It was well lit. Everything was fine. I just need a little help in and out of the ring, you know? Yeah, that, speaking of that, now, your, uh, I don't know, was he a manager, or I guess I can't really call him a valet, the goon, or whatever the heck his name was. Oh, the goon. Yeah. I love the goon. The, the, yeah, the goon. Now, was that yeah. a creation of yours? Did they just assign it, or what, what was the what was the point? They, they assigned it. <laughs> okay. They assigned it. I'm glad they did, too. It just added, like, a, a different element to that character. I think they realized, hey, this is something that could really work. Like, this was just something so that we could have another character and put Nicole in a mask. But this is kind of like going over well. Let's let's start investing. You know, I got a new costume. Uh, the mask stayed the same, of course, it had to. Yeah. Um, and then I got the goon. And, uh, yeah, and the character evolved. And uh, I, I liked it. And then it... Uh, and then I had uh, Kristen, um, Misery and Mystery, yes. the Daughters of Darkness. So, yeah. So yeah. why did and that happen? A, you know what? That was that was their thing too. I think they they must have. Uh, I don't. You know what? I don't even remember how Kristen kind of came into it. And I think I was so busy with both at certain points because they they were they began to converge. Hmm. And Vendetta had to start getting ready for the pay-per-view. And then Mystery was still wrestling and doing shows. And so we, it was pretty busy. And I think they just wanted to add a tag team to the to the mix. And okay. so then Kristen came on and joined me. Oh, okay. But but it, I'm going to assume that there was never any uh, uh, push for her to remain Misery. I mean, because it seemed like. There was tapings with Mr. and Misery ahead of the pay-per-view. So my guess, and you know, I'm sure you can clear this up, but my guess is that, hey, we just need you to kind of be applied into this tag team, but you'll still be the disciplinarian. Do you, uh, do you yeah. have any idea about that? I mean, because, you know, when I look at that, I'm like, all right, well, we have all of these matches with the, well, I don't want to say all of these, maybe two or three as a tag team, but the disciplinarian still appeared on the final uh, showing that WoW had, that being the pay-per-view. 
Um, not, not a yeah. lot, sure. Yeah, I know that um, I think I, I would mainly focus, they were pushing me towards mainly Vendetta, like Vendetta was going to be my main mm-hmm. shtick, and then I think Mystery was just going <coughs> to, whenever that worked out. Costume-wise, it didn't work out. It doesn't work out in one show to go from Vendetta to Mystery, even though Mystery has a... Um, a mask on her head, you can't do the cornrows and the hair mm-hmm. in the mask. Yes. It just, it was too tight. So, so mystery couldn't be in the, in the same show as Vendetta just because of the costuming, the way that it just worked out like that. It, it had to do with the mask and the hair. Okay. Um, because it, it was just too much. It was too much to go from one to the other. I, I, I wouldn't have minded it, but, um, I, definitely, I think more of the attention and more of the success was in the Cage Heat characters who were intended to be heels, but really kind of won over the crowd. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, they were, they became heels that everyone loved. They were great characters. Great. So, um, yeah, you know, it's kind of tough to say in which way that it would go because so much of what they kind of intended, you know, it, it just kind of, it, it bases off what the audience likes and what they end up liking and, you know, what they respond to. Well, that is. And um, so it's basically, you know, if the crowd likes you and they like your character, that's just going to get more time and attention. Yeah. So, you know, very easily if I went out as Vendetta and Vendetta like failed, of course, then, you know, Mystery already had a decent following and people liked what Mystery did. So, you know, it's it's just all about the crowd. It's all about the crowd and what they like and the people and the show. And and, and that really determines the, the direction that it would go in, you know? Uh, yes, I do know what you mean. Fans can make a big changes in the uh, wrestling world and give huge support to many wrestlers. Speaking of fan support, you out there listening need to stop by Colin Elbow Brand's website, colinelbowbrand.com, that's all one word, and pick yourself up a shirt. If you're a true wrestling fan and you want to support your local wrestler, or I guess in this case your local wrestling podcast, hit him, then go grab yourself one of their new designs. They got some great stuff available, including the new Grizzled Vet shirt. The Colin Elbow flag, and my personal favorite right now is the Ring General shirt. Those, uh, plus a whole lot more, are available, and your purchase can even help the Cauliflower Alley Club. You go to the site, get a shirt, use our code WPNRUSSELL, that's WPNRUSSELL, and save 10% on your order because every dime you can save counts. Don't wait, get online, grab a shirt, be a Ring General, and do it now. Considering that you said Cage Heat kind of caught on, uh, I know the Daughters of Darkness were placed into the tag, and you know, and that might have been the reason that they were created. For all I know, we might have needed another tag team to try to round the tournament out, which ultimately never happened. I think there was a kind of an odd, wonky number of teams to uh, <laughs> kind of put into the tournament. But uh, to the best of your knowledge, was there ever talk of any other team actually winning the titles other than KG? Was it just like, hey, no, KG's winning this stuff? Um, I I wasn't aware if there was any intent for any other tag team to take the title. Okay. Um, as far as I know, it was KG, and they had so much momentum and 
the crowd behind him and everyone liked him. It, it, if it ever switched hands, it probably would have only been for a moment. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can move on from the. I mean, I I was assuming that KG was the uh, the primary focal point of that, but you know, I, I just was curious whether they were like, hey, you know what? Let, let's try uh, Harley's Angels or whoever, because uh, I don't think there was many other teams that could have justifiably won the titles, and you know, and it made sense at that point. Harley's Angels was the only other team that I know of that was put in a strong position. Uh, right. Maybe right. the Daughters of Darkness, because I, I think they were kind of, they were brief enough to where you might have been able to pop in and just mow through the competition if you had to do it. Mm-hmm. But but anybody else, yeah. like the, the Beach Patrol and uh, Boom Boom, and uh, I, I forget. But I mean, and, and no knock on them, but I don't think that it, TV wise. I don't think they were placed in a strong enough position for people to buy into. Hey, they just won. You know, they won the titles. No, yeah, yeah. It was you know clearly cage sheet all the way. Clearly, I, clearly. What was your thoughts on the uh, the pay per view? Uh, did you have any? Uh, I mean, other than you finally got to unveil Vendetta. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I was so excited, man. That was just, I was so excited to do my run-in and just, I, I remember there being so much excitement just in the dressing room and the crowd was just, you could just feel it. It was kind of like, you know, when I would play in the World Series when I was in college, mm-hmm. just, it had that kind of excitement about it. It's just, it's, it was the biggest show that we had done and, and all the storylines had, you know, come to the crescendo uh, at that point. And I was going to get to be this different character, which was really fun, mm-hmm. fun for me to think about and to perform and to be out of the mask and to have a different costume and all my tattoos and be with my girls. So much fun, so much fun rehearsing with them and creating and yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Now, now here's the other thing: with Vendetta okay. popping in, you know, Cage Heat basically becomes a three person team, right? Did right. They, did they tell you, okay, this is you know, once we get past the pay per view, this is what we would like to do with Cage Heat going forward? No, no, no I I wasn't. That point. I wasn't aware of like exactly where that was going. I knew that Cage Heat won, mm-hmm. and that um, I was gonna I was gonna begin to wrestle as a single, okay, as a singular wrestler at that point because you know Cage Heat have the tag team championship. I think I think if I remember correctly, I was going to fight for the championship as Vendetta. I was going to be one of the contenders for the belt, whether they gave it to me or not, I don't know. But um, oh, okay. Um, that was certainly going to be a road that it kind of went down, and, and I don't know if I would at any point what would happen with Cage Sheet. I, I wasn't aware w- what they had planned in terms of past that. Okay, so if it had gone, if it had continued and gone further, Cage Sheet would have basically become more of a faction and less of a tag team. With 
encompassing all three and one of you has a single and the other two has a tag team. It, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, unfortunately, we never got to that point. Uh, yeah. I know. It's a shame. I was so excited, Brian. I, I, I was know. so excited. It was it was so disheartening when when the show got canceled and the funding was no longer available. Um, How did you so, hear about uh, it? Uh, I heard about it that that night, the night of the taping of the show, the pay per view show. Um, you heard that it was something had gone. Yeah, that the investors were uh, upset with the way that uh, one of the matches had gone, mm-hmm. and um, and that either they were thinking about pulling the money or the money was pulled. But um, yeah. We had heard the negative feedback just then, you know. Um, it was the the match with Selena Majors, and uh, yeah, I, I heard the blood. I heard the pay per view was uh, kind of a, a big deal, and that the, the the blood in there really caused a, a problem uh, with with some of the people. Yeah, that was, just, yeah, and I under I understood it because you have younger audiences, and um, you can't. It's it's. It just became too much, I think. And I, and honestly, now that I'm a mother, I, <laughs> I would ha- I would be challenged with having my my little girl see all that blood on a wrestler's face. It just um, to me, wow, wasn't that? <clears throat> you know, it wasn't what Glow was. It wasn't a parody, but it was definitely a cousin, and it was respectful to the art of wrestling. And I thought a lot of the girls trained really hard to really get the technique and 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 to really show respect to the craft of it. Mm-hmm. And and it just, you know, when you get women together and, and you come up with these characters and, you know, it's not what WOW was, but it certainly wasn't some low-grade wrestling show mm-hmm. um, where there's blood and, you know, it, some of the antics that they pull that are just a little bit, I don't know, a little bit darker, a little bit more aggressive, yeah. a little bit less family friendly, um, and and I I get it, I get it, I get it. It was it was really sad that you know all of us, you know, our jobs were taken away from us, but uh, and then that was the end of it. You know, I know that we all had plans for our characters, plans for the future, and a lot of us really really loved it and. Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate that it it ended then and just never really picked back up until now. And then everyone has mainly um, moved on from that point. And uh, just have a lot of respect for all of the women who did it because it just takes a certain kind of woman to do that, man. Just tough women, just wonderful, wonderful ladies, and each being very different. And you know, I just I I remember meeting Riot. <clears throat> Like really, kind of, I guess having maybe one of the first conversations I had with her, and it was at the beginning of our training, and I just remember seeing Riot sitting there taking a, a glass bottle and just hitting her shin just to toughen it up, so that if she got kicked in the shins or whatever, it she would have built that resilience or that toughness in her body to be able to take it. And I was like, oh my god, this is a whole different kind of, a whole different kind of person that does this. I'm like, I was used to, like, tough women athletes, 
especially you know when you play softball in college, you, you get a you get a roughness, you get a toughness in a woman. You know, it's not golf. You know, yeah. So, uh, so it's it, you know, it, the characters, all the ladies were just extremely different and extremely fun. And I think with all of that, you got such an array of different characters and different fighting styles and different abilities that made it really interesting. That made the show interesting to watch. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when WoW sees, well, first, let me just say, uh, you're the first person I've heard that said they heard about it that day or that night. That, that was, um, I don't think anybody else has ever come forth and like, yeah, I, I heard it while of the, at the pay-per-view, which is crazy. And so that, that really mm-hmm. must have been, <laughs> I mean, I know, I, I mean, I, I've seen the match, and if, if you are, um, people out there is listening, if you haven't seen it, and first off, let me just say, I know it, it is kind of a very polarizing pay-per-view amongst the wrestling community uh, for, for various reasons. Uh, but that said, it is, you know, over a decade later. And if you go on YouTube, you will find that pay-per-view. And if you go to the main event and you take a look at the, the, uh, the match between Selena Majors and, and Thug, now you'll get an idea of what Nicole is talking about here with the uh, with the blood and whatnot. Now, of course, uh, there have been other theories that have been on this show that have been tossed around uh, as to um, other other factors that may have intervened in it going forward. The the, the buy rates and so on and so forth, which which uh, you know. My theory about that has always been is like that pay-per-view had to have been on the books by the time that y'all, by the time the show even started, which which basically feels like, in my view, a very uphill battle. Like, we, we have got to get mm-hmm. this thing hot, hot enough to right. where people are willing to pay for it uh, by the time the pay-per-view rolls around. Because in, in my mind and in my heart of hearts, I, I feel like, the blood could have been justified if the numbers had rolled in to justify it. Oh, but, right, right. But, yeah, but without that, you know, without without being able to point to, okay, yeah, we, you know, I know it's disgusting and we had kids, but look at the look at the money that we drew. You know, it's, it's like whatever leverage you could have had with with the money backing it up was just gone. You know right. what I mean? Right, right. But that's but you know that that's just me. That's just my my personal that, theory. That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. I just I just was kind of what I had heard, and I was. Oh no, I I totally believe that. Yeah. I, I I totally believe that the the blood would would turn off an investor. I just I, I guess I just think that you know you you, you might have been able to fight the fight a little bit, I and mean, even if they were upset about it, they may have been able to stick it out. Had the money been there to at least like, look, I don't want y'all doing that anymore. We're, we're going to give you a slap right. on the wrist opposed to I'm going to give you a spanking. You know what I mean? Right. right. In right. this case, I understand what you're saying. you know, if we're going to use college college sports terms or high school sports, it's like the, the, the kid that's in school that you're like, I'm, I'm going to turn the other way and uh, you do what you need to do to pass this test because we got a game coming up. You know what I mean? Right. You, right. you, get, you get a little right. bit more leverage when you got value to you. If you don't, right, it's true. You, you're gonna uh, look. I don't care what you. You're already failing. You're no good on the field. No, you're gonna do that test. 
Right. Right. Yeah. I hear you, Brian. So, so yeah, I, I think that is a, a combination, and I and I absolutely believe that you know what you said, like the blood. I, I think that that played a huge part in it. Uh, but yeah, just unfortunately, it seems like they like, Wow just did not have the leverage to fight the fight with it. Right. So anyway, you know, ultimately, I think everything works out the way it's supposed to. So um, yeah, it was just it was a great time in my life and. You know, David McLean's awesome and all the girls are awesome. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just been really, it's been really great to revisit some of these moments and to think about how I really, how everything started. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's been wonderful. Are you ready to go through the uh, the uh, appearances of your characters now? You have a, another alley of mystery, I mean, a memory lane ready to go? Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's try. Let's do it. Okay. So, again, for those that are listening to this, you can uh, kind of follow these along. Uh, If you're listening to us as we're talking, you can probably find each one of these episodes one by one. So, we're going to go through the appearances that Nicole had as both Mystery and Vendetta and uh, the opponents and the match in and of itself. So the first appearance okay. that we have with you is as Mystery, which is uh, episode six. It's uh, Mystery versus Becky, the farmer's daughter. Uh, <laughs> Becky wins that match with a top rope splash. And uh, at some point there, it looks like uh, Becky was calling for a spot. It's like it. I think she was uh, getting ready to send you, send you into the turnbuckle and, and like the camera backs off and it looks like she's saying something across the ring. But uh, at the end of it, it looks, uh, at the end of this show, I should say, not the match, Mystery appears again and attacks Terry Gold in the parking lot. Of course, we don't know that at the time, or at least, quote, unquote, we're not <laughs> supposed to know it, and steals the belt. So tell me about about this uh, what was the, the story here why first off why did mr show up and lose on her uh first appearance was there was there anything to uh, that or i mean did they just not think it through or whatever because they didn't care well you know you're, you're going against becky the farmer's daughter yeah and uh, Absolutely. that's that's a that's a big character that's a baby face and oh. you know well, she was great yeah it's like yeah yeah she's a tremendous athlete she was a tremendous athlete. She was so great to work with. Mm. She, she was one of the best people to work with. Her and um, Terry Gold were amazing athletes. And it's, it just makes it so easy and effortless to work with somebody who, number one, won't hurt you. Mm. And number two is just, it's just, it's, it's like, a, like a beautiful dance. And, and that's what made it really fun. And when you have a character like Mystery, which was intended to just add some depth to the cast of characters against Farmer's Daughter, you know, I think I think the Farmer's Daughter is going to take it all the way. And um, it was kind of something in the meantime till Vendetta came out. So okay. I was totally okay with that character not um, getting the W on that one, you know? I understood my role mm-hmm. as mystery, and oh. I was okay. I was going to sell, 
and I was going to make those characters look great. And I was going to bump hard and I was going to, you know, sell everything I could to the biggest extent to make those wrestlers look as good as possible. I just didn't realize that that character of mystery would do as well as it did in a way, you know. Uh, yeah, and and look, all of that it makes total and perfect sense to me. Now, the only reason I asked that particular question is only because how the episode itself ended, not you know, not necessarily the match. Uh, in a cold match with Mister versus Becky the Farmer's Donut, I I agree. You know, Becky was a she was positioned as a top tier girl, uh, certainly somebody who you could imagine going after the championship at some point. Uh, I guess the the only reason that it kind of made me feel or think differently with, you know, what, 18 years <laughs> behind this episode uh, yeah. is, is just because of the attack on Terry Go at the end, you know, and, and I guess it really didn't matter either way because the story became that, you know, hey, she's, you know, this person stole the belt and I, w- I want her so badly that I'm going to give a championship match to her. If, if that's what it takes for well, yeah. to get a shot, so I guess it really didn't matter. But I, I guess, but on the other side of it, I was like, well, if if they knew that you were heading into a title shot, would, wouldn't you wanted to have won? One up for it. They they didn't know at the time. Oh, they didn't okay. remember. I was kind of saying before they asked David McLean was like, Terry, who do you want to fight next? And ah, he said, mystery. Okay. So they made it happen. So this was they around that, that time. Happen. So they okay. created they created the storyline around what they wanted to see happen and ah. what Terry wanted. So, yeah. Okay, so we got the matches first, and then we shot some vignettes later to kind of fill in the yeah. blanks. Yeah. All right. All yeah. right. Okay. That that makes sense. I got you. That 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 makes perfect sense now. Okay. So next time we we see mystery is episode eight. Uh, now it's hammering Heather Steel versus mystery. And, uh, oh, I, yeah, yeah. and I believe this is the first appearance of the goon. And also now mystery is wearing the stolen championship belt. Right. So now our storyline is in play. Heather Steele does the job. Mystery gets the win by pinning her with the fisherman suplex. Uh, yep. And now we got Terry gold is running out here and, you know, she hits the goon with the belt. Uh, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Or or is hit by the goon with the belt, I should say. Sorry. So we have that. At this point, are we already uh, have we already done the vignettes for how we're going to set this up and play, or is it just we we doing this as we go along? We have the vignettes already. As soon as the as soon as Terry's like, "Hey, um, I want to fight mystery." Then everything was sort of set into motion, and um, we taped the vignettes and uh, accordingly, and then we went to the match. So, did you feel like the uh, the unveiling of mystery accomplished what you wanted? You know, when I when I'm looking at, it, I'm like, well, I, I thought it looked like mystery when she attacked Terry Gold to begin with, <laughs> but of course. Is being played up on the commentary like who took the belt? I don't know who did it. Blah, you know that 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 type of thing. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was that uh? <laughs> did you feel like hey, look, man, I don't know if this is gonna work. It looks like mystery already. You know what? I we shot it and we did a bunch of different takes 
And um, I think they had to end up, we had to end up reshooting that again. And I just left it up to them to, to do what they thought was best and okay. in the editing room and however they wanted to play that out. I just tried to do my part the best that I could and however they wanted to piece it together was cool with me. Okay. Uh, when it came to, to mystery, I was very much like, let me do what I need to do for the show to make it successful. And however it is you want me to do it, I'll do it. Um, because I was, I was waiting, remember? I was waiting yeah. and I was saving all the big moves and everything for my Vendetta character. Yeah. And all the wrestling and the speed and the power and the, yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, you want me to sell this? You want me to do that? I was just very flexible and easygoing with how they wanted to do that. And, and bear in mind, this is, this is my first, you know, little bit in wrestling. You know, I'm still, and all, as with, all of the girls, except for Selena Majors and, um, gosh, I forget the other woman's name, um, from Harley's Angels. Um, that's what you're talking about. Thug, Thug, yeah, Selena Majors and Thug, um, nobody had experience. It was their first time in the wrestling game and we all learned together. Um, so, and this was my first experience taping a television show. So I wasn't, you know, I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to leave that up to you. You have the experience, David, you've done glow, you know how, you know, the wrestling game, you kind of tell me how it's going to go and where my latitude is and how I can create certain things and, and just run with it. Tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. Okay. Sort of thing. So after that, we, we've got the, uh, I, I guess Terry Gold runs out. She gets hit in the head with the belt by by your your heavy the goon, which leads uh-huh. into the following week, episode nine, which puts you in the the uh, the championship match, Mystery versus Terry Gold, which is her third championship defense. Uh, that that show starts out with as as we talked about a little while ago. She goes in demanding a match against Mystery and saying that you know essentially if it takes me getting the t- giving her a title shot to get her in the ring, then I'll do that. So I guess uh-huh. storyline-wise, what Mystery did worked because uh, stealing the belt just basically got her rewarded with a championship shot, which, which was right. know, great for her. Uh, right. Which you know that that is that is the world of wrestling. You know it happens all the time. So Terry Gold comes out and uh, y'all have the match. I don't know if the Fisherman Suplex was designed to be Mystery's finish, but uh, Terry kicks out of that. Of course, she hits her perfect 10 moonsault, and the kids flood the ring. Now, uh, uh, you did you did your job. You put Terry over strong. She you know she she gets to leave a, a big hero and all that good stuff like that. Now, uh, here's what I want to know. You already said the mask is is hard to see once you kind of leave the ring. Is is the goon there basically to kind of like hey get me out of here and guide me to where I got to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, he he not only added to my character, but he he helped me to, to to just know where to go and where to see. But they did change the lighting a little bit for me, okay. especially when I'm entering the ring. They they did make that adjustment. Okay. I just uh, I just it was just the first time that they lit me so dark that I I really had a challenge scene. But yeah, after that they 
they adjusted it a little bit, and yeah, he did guide me whenever I got into areas that were a little bit more dark. Okay. I would just kind of, yeah, be led by him. The kids jumping in the ring, was that legit, or was that uh, showbiz? Um, it was legit, man. I remember, I remember as my mystery character, mm-hmm. oh my God, people hated me. They were throwing stuff at me. They were, yeah, they were expressing themselves, Brian. Let me just say that. They were expressing themselves when I would be entering the ring. And it was like, yeah, I, re- I remember that. People would really get into it. They they loved it. They they loved the characters. The, it was exciting. Um, the, all of the wrestlers were really committed to what they were doing and certainly did our best to you know, come up with a show and uh, that was entertaining and fun and athletic and everything that wrestling is. Okay. Uh, so after the championship match is over and done, we wouldn't see mystery again until, I guess, the week after episode nine, which is episode 11. And this is mystery versus Wendy Wheels. Uh, Wendy Wheels, uh, you remember this? I do. I, I remember a little bit of Wendy Wheels. She's awesome. So what we have here is she wins by disqualification. So she doesn't actually pin uh, you, but this happens when your tag team partner, or at least your soon-to-be tag team partner, Misery, enters the ring to interfere. So, A, is this Misery's debut? Is this the first time that we see her? Because uh, I can't recall seeing her prior to this is this first time that you Uh, you're aware of you know what you know what's weird brian is like that whole beginning of uh the the misery misery is (laughs) yeah that's that's a little that's a little foggy like i don't remember it as clearly as i just kind of remember her being there and then saying okay this is your partner and you know us getting together but i believe that's the first her first appearance with me okay so well that that's what i was thinking because i I did scan through i didn't watch every episode with deep intent but i I scanned through to see whether uh she was there and i and i guess i should go back and see which came first the disciplinarian or misery i don't i actually don't know i think oh the disciplinarian came first it did she had that character first yeah we both had i had vendetta and she had the disciplinarian okay so and um and those two were birthed out of first mystery because I got hurt and then they wanted a tag team. So then she, she joined me okay. with a dual character. Okay. So now with that, we have the Daughters of Darkness. So a mystery kind of transitions over to being part of a team. And we would now see the team officially, episode 14, it's Beach Patrol versus the Daughters of Darkness. And the uh, Beach Patrol wins... <laughs> With a sunset flip drop kick combo, and this is in the tag team tournament. So round one, the the, the daughters of darkness are eliminated out of the out of the tournament, but then they're sore losers and beat up the beach patrol. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Now was this supposed that to was, set up uh, an angle or or anything of that nature? Um, this was just uh, opening up our availability for. Um, 
for our other characters to be in pay-per-view and to have a bigger pop with that and okay. to give and to sell for the beach patrol. Okay. All right. So yeah. the so the the task there is basically we we got to fill out the, the tournament brackets. Let's give Beach Patrol a good win, and then we can still be available. That that'll justify why Mystery and Misery aren't at the pay per view, and Vendetta yeah. and the Disciplinarian are. Right. Okay. That's right. That, brilliant. Yeah, because I couldn't do I couldn't do the costume change. Couldn't do the costume change, and yeah, it it was. I mean, those two are gorgeous. They're gorgeous ladies, you know. Make them look good. Make yeah. them look good. Sell it. Okay. Yeah, yeah that that that, that works. That, see, give me give me good <laughs> you info. Want to that... see more of them? <laughs> you know, well, they I want mean, to come see on. more of them. Well, well, we're, they're we're, in bathing suits. Well, that, that, we're wearing masks. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that is true. But you know, I'm, right, I'm, right. Let, let's not downplay. Uh, Nicole and Kristen here, you know, we got the, Oh no, no. You know, we had a certain function. We had a certain function and there's, there's nothing wrong with kind of knowing your role and when you're a certain character, you know, and it's not, it's not putting down our skills because Kristen's amazing, amazing athlete. She does, uh, uh, jujitsu now and she's, she's amazing little athlete, a wonderful woman. Um, but, you know, we had purpose. We had purpose with that. And, you know, uh, I know that all of us wanted the show to be successful. And, you know, everyone plays their part. Everyone plays their part. And certainly Disciplinarian and and Vendetta were definitely going to have their day in the sun. Yeah. So, and that day in the sun. Yeah, that day in the sun as it relates to the Disciplinarian would be the pay-per-view. That would be on uh, February 4th, 2001, Caged Heat, Harley's Angels. They go to the finals of the tag team tournament. Uh, Caged Heat ultimately wins that. Uh, but before the, I guess, the three count, Veneta comes running out to ringside and, uh, I guess, kind of evens the playing field of um, Cage Heat versus the Angels because Thug was out at ringside mm-hmm. for the Angels. And up until this right. point, Cage Heat had no third, no nobody to watch their back, no third person to uh, neutralize Thug. So now, right, right, we got this, and we got the uh, clear the ring spot. We have uh, Delta and and Loka uh, going out with Charlie, and then uh, gosh, I can't think of the the other Charlie Davidson, Easy Rider. Okay, there we go. So, yeah. So so we clear the ring, and now it comes uh-huh. to the back to back spot. Vendetta <laughs> and Thug. Yeah. They turn around. Yes. You two see eye to eye. Take me from there. Oh my God, this was the funnest, most dramatic, most electric moment ever. It was just, uh, yeah, just bumping into her and. Just being able to body slam Thug because Thug is a force of a woman. She is a force of nature. She is much bigger than I, shall I say. And um, yes. it was it was just sort of it was the crescendo of the crescendos. I think I think it was, and I don't know if I'm biased, Brian, but I think it was the best moment of the pay per view. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was fun. I think it was explosive, and I think people were just really shocked that 
you know, that who who is this vendetta? Who is this person joining Cage Heat, which was super successful and it was just it was an exciting match and it was it was just awesome. It was an awesome run in, you know, jumping from the top rope, elbow, you know, back to back, body slam. It was it was I thought it was pretty epic. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. Well, you know, if it wasn't the moment of the pay-per-view, it certainly was in the top three, I would, I would, I would say, easily. Because I, I don't oh, think Brian. that crowd... Brian! <laughs> no, what not... were the other two moments? Tell me, Brian, yeah. what were the other two moments? Tell the other me. two moments that I thought that got a big pop. Uh, you got right. Jungle yeah. Girl coming off that ridiculously tall ladder and the referee taking that bump through the table. I think I think those, okay. are, okay, those are the only... Oh, only... yeah. Josh? Yeah, I think his name was Josh. Josh Milton. Josh was awesome referee. So, so, awesome. so no, I'm not trying to, you know, trying to downplay the moment that you had because that 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 was a big pop, <laughs> and I don't think that the the crowd was legitimately expecting you to be able to get her up. So, you know, that that was like holy crap. You know, everybody stood up for that. Um, but I, you know, I, I just I'm looking at it in that perspective. I, I don't think there's anything else that would top those moments in the entirety of the pay per view. I, I believe those. Okay, yeah, yeah. Jungle Girl's maneuver was badass. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Josh is Josh is awesome. So I, I might. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's... no comment. No comment. <laughs> You're in good company. There. <laughs> you, you should be. That that's good company. That that's high praise. No, it is. Yeah, Jungle Girl is epic. Love Jungle Girl. Oh, yeah. She's just badass. You don't mess with Jungle Girl. She's just badass. She was just, she wasn't like, she wasn't a talker. She's just like serious, kind of a little bit more serious, just a little bit more quiet, just kind of like looks and observes and like does what she has to do. Badass. Yeah. Wow, I absolutely love her. If, look, if I, if I had the power to book her today, I would, I would book her on any wrestling show. Awesome. Yeah, 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 she's great. Even at this point. So now we have uh, uh, the pay-per-view. We, we go through that. We've already talked about this is act, this is uh, the last live event of, of WOW. However, there was tapings that took place preceding this that began to air after the pay-per-view, which, which I'm assuming the vignettes much like we talked about earlier, got slotted in to kind of explain certain things so so it would make sense. Uh, this one in particular, because and I think I talked about this with you, I'm certain I talked about it with Loka, because I, I found it kind of ironic and funny. Episode 20, you got the Daughters of the Darkness versus KG. Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I, and I have to point this out for the people that's, that's listening out there in the podcast, so you have to go and see this. So you have the backstage scene where you have KG in full force. You got the three members of KG and the security guard. And we have Loka and Delta who are going to go and defend the titles, handing them off to uh, Vendetta, which thereby yeah. justifies why KG is walking out without the belts on TV. But also, mm-hmm. they are now going to step in the ring with the person in reality that they just left in the backstage. 
I know, it's funny, right? It's awesome. <laughs> yes, it's funny. <laughs> I have that picture. I have that picture of us all being interviewed, and I have the belt around me as Vendetta. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a funny, just funny, just ironic. It is very ironic. It's just, uh, when I when I actually, I think, who told me? I want to say local. No, I, I looked it up, and then local kind of confirmed it off air with me. But uh, just once that kind of, the realization of that kind of kicked in, I was like, that is hilarious. <laughs> that's, that is funny. Right. You know, right. that's that's the power of TV and the power of editing right there. Like, you know, hey, let me mm-hmm. leave. Go, go, you'll see me in a second and under the mask. Right, right, right. So, so we yeah, have. That was fun. I loved. It. You loved what the uh, the the moments I, of I vendetta. Loved, I, I, yeah, the ironic moments of vendetta under the mask fighting them. Mm-hmm. That was just it was just funny to me. It was just funny to me. I just loved it. And and they're they're just amazing to work with. Super creative. Now, you know, by that time they had really had honed their character down so much. It was like you know the drive-by and uh, oh yeah, I forget the other one. Uh, oh yeah, capital just, punishment. So, just fun, yeah, capital punishment, and just their characters were so solid at that point. It was just so much fun because they put it, they put it into everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put it to all their moves. I, I believe that that's why they were such a successful tag team because they really got they really got like the way a wrestler moves like. The whole character it just enveloped them, and I remember going on uh, press junkets uh, with them, and even as Vendetta. Um, and so we would go on these press junkets, and we would go in all in character, and they really thought that we were ex-prison mates. Huh. I remember them thinking that I'm like, oh my gosh, really. Like it, it was just so much fun because we we all like went for it, and um, yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing uh, performers those two. So, but unfortunately, in here, uh, I guess th- this is the last in-ring performance for you. Not not the last appearance that you would have on, on the series, but the last in-ring performance, and that would be as both Vendetta and Mystery uh, Vendetta backstage, Mystery in the ring. Uh, Cage Heat wins uh, successful title defense. They they win with capital punishment, which uh, for for those that are out there, that would be 3D. Uh, and again, the irony of that is that they score that move on Mystery, who is you know their their tag team partner. Uh, this is the main event of the episode. Uh, so uh, when you go back and you look at the entirety of Mystery slash Vendetta's um, run. Uh, she did work main event. She was in dual championship matches as both a top contender for the singles title, top contender for the tag title. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't go any further than that just because of the, the series. And you would appear one final time in uh, episode 22, uh, excuse me, 21, uh, doing essentially the same thing where Cage Heat goes out, Vanetta's in the background or the, the backstage, and they hand the belts off, and then they go into the ring, and they beat up Boom Boom Caliente, and retain the mm-hmm. titles that way. So, and and that's pretty much where that that kind of ended. Ah, the memories of that. I mean, do you remember where the when you got the chance or the time to tape these these uh, 
backstage segments to kind of justify why they're leaving without the titles? Um, yeah, that was, I really liked shooting those vignettes a lot. Um, and just making everything fit together as it should and making a cohesive story with all of it and, and getting to, you know, really just explore your, your character a little bit more and make, just make everything make sense. I remember when, um, Miloka and, uh, Delta, we went up to Las Vegas. This is before before we started the show um, to shoot the vignettes, the the entrance videos, and and the song, and record everything, and get everything set up for when we would enter the ring. Mm-hmm. And we went to this prison in Las Vegas, and uh, or Nevada rather, and uh, it was just fun. It was just built, hadn't even been used yet, and that was just, that was so much fun traveling with them and shooting that footage. And it was also, it was also exciting at the time, you know? Um, and, uh, and working with them was awesome. Yeah. Those vignettes and those little, little acting little bits and, you know, stealing the belt and, and, you know, doing the whole fire scene and all of that. It was, it was fun. I loved it all. It sounds like good times, uh, and I'm sure had Wild continued on, you probably would have had some some more uh, character evolution to kind of unveil on Vendetta. But it, now, normally when I do um, these podcasts, particularly with the independent uh, women wrestlers that's out there in the world, I, I have two other segments that I I tend to do that I have excluded from the the wow interviews, and that's that's uh, generally speaking uh, random questions where I start firing out stuff that has really nothing to do with wrestling and uh, <laughs> fantasy booking. Don't, don't, and then we just do those just for fun. Now I'm not going to do it now, other than to say this that and only because it's you and you have kind of this creative outlook on it. Uh, the fantasy booking thing. I usually ask, hey, if you were going to do such and such, you know, give me a storyline or angle or whatever the case would be. Uh, I'm going to alter that just slightly here, and I'm going to say, if Wild had continued and during, you know, uh-huh. let's say rolled on into the, I guess that would be the 2001, 2002 season. Where did you personally see the Vendetta Cage Heat? Uh, angle slash storyline. I, I mean, it, not not what you thought they were going to do with you, but if you had the power of the pen, or if you were sitting in the room and you could have typed up the story and say, "Okay, look, this is what we're going to do," what would you have had that team, that unit, uh, go forth with? Oh, Brian, that's a that's a good question because yeah. I had I had thought about it so many times. Like, what are they going to do with all three of us? Um, you, you know, kind of what I, I would have loved to have seen happen, What's and I, I don't know the the storyline so much behind us, but man, Terry Gold, Becky the Farmer's daughter, and Jungle Girl, and then all three cage heat. I just like athletically, mm-hmm. I would have liked to seen what that what would have happened because Loka and Jawandis are super creative and super bold, and then you have like three amazing athletes 
and Becky's the farmer daughter, uh, Jungle Girl, and Terry Gold. I, I, I just think that would have been epic. And um, and whatever way that worked out, it just, I don't know. <laughs> Some match like that. But that would have been, that would be amazing to watch. I would have. Now, I guess if you want to... Uh... I don't want to say let's not say rip off. If you if you wanted to use the style of match that the WWE had the uh, at the Survivor Series, they have a elimination tag team match. Now that could have been interesting if Cage Heat could have found a fourth person, not necessarily to join Cage Heat, but just to kind of fill in for the the fourth slot. And then you have your three and add in say Bronco Billy. So now you got the four. You could be a main event. Y'all could have just the eliminations where where it can come down to say all three members of Cage Heat and just Terry Gold and Becky to try to, to try to survive it or something along those lines, which I which I think would have been cool because it would have been it would have been great if Terry Gold could have survived survived that and it would have put her over strong as a as a champion. But I guess the the real key is how do you do it and not hurt Cage Heat as the tag champions. No. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. Even considering that, you know, Cage Heat was kind of a crowd favorite and kind of viewed uh, kind of more as, I don't want to say baby faces, but they were definitely sort of somewhere in between in the gray area because right. the crowd loved them so much. But Yeah, so now I would have done, you know, if we're going on that path, I I'd have just done the whole irony bit and had the disciplinarian to be the fourth person to stand out there with Gage. <laughs> uh, I'd, right. I'd have played just to amuse myself, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. But, I know, right? But I guess it could have worked because they were already, her and Bronco Billy were already in the feud. So I guess that, that yeah. could have worked. So you have that. Right. You, you eliminate Bronco, and then you eliminate the disciplinarian. You you get uh, somehow you work out Jungle Girl and and Becky, and maybe double DQ between the teams, uh, the the two of them, and uh, Vendetta and not Vendetta, but uh, Delta and Loca. So we leave, okay. you know, Vendetta and Terry Gold, and then you have that. So. So then you can work that that program of okay now we we're establishing Vendetta single, and Terry Gold and more comes. ironic even more ironies because then you know Terry Gold already ah, wrestled yeah. mystery now, but yeah, now Vendetta that. wrestles completely different than mystery and now these two are fighting and it's the same wrestler but now she doesn't have the mask. See, I didn't even think about that. I forgot. Yes, yeah, she'd been she'd been wrestling you twice, uh, wrestling you again, but as a as a different person in a different style. So that that would have been cool. So that that yeah. Uh, See, there you go. We got we got our next show. That, that's a that's a really good idea. I like it. That 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 would have been fantastic, and and it would have opened up so much more stuff down the down the road for you guys. I mean, that just just thinking about that now, I'm like. I, I probably could have gotten at least, oh man, uh, maybe four or five different storylines just based off of that singular match. Right, right. Because if, if you funny, wanted to turn funny. Vendetta heel after that, that that would have been the time to do it. It's, you two abandoned yep. me. You left. I said we knew we knew we were never supposed to back out on each other. Y'all walked to the back, left me here by myself. 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. But that would have only happened in my world, bringing back mystery in the Daughters of Darkness and having her unmask herself as Vendetta. <laughs> that, that would have been the only way out of that. People would have been like, what? Yeah, so, it was so fun. It was so fun that people didn't know and that yeah, they were so, guessing. And they thought I was some, God, what was the rumor? There was a ton of rumors. Really? It's kind of funny to just listen to it all. Yeah, they thought they. I think they thought I was some professional bodybuilder at a certain point. I was like, "Well, thank you guys." I mean, uh, Mystery had had an impressive physique, and and it's funny. I think you said earlier in the in the uh, interview that they wanted to see your physique. I was like, you know, that that's that's kind of counter towards what Vendetta wore. I like you you never saw her physique. She was covered up. She was in you know pretty baggy clothing, whereas Mystery was complete opposite of that. Yep, yep. And you know what's funny, Brian, is uh, in the pay-per-view they had, God, what was it, like a bathing suit competition? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, they wanted mystery to do that. And I was Why? like, that don't even, that don't even feel right. <laughs> like, like wearing yeah. that mask and a bikini? I'm like, that's a little weird. Why? I was like, I don't know about that. Huh? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, I was like, why? Why would they want to do that? That, 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 even, that didn't even make sense. At least not to no, me. No, I'm glad I said no. I put my foot down. I'm like, that's just that little. That's weird. Because the mask, the way the mask was too, it like, you had to kind of like tuck it into things. So I needed like a higher, higher um, collar on that. So it just, it just would have looked so weird. It I was like, no. And the only way They're that They're like, I... I'll pay you $500 extra. I'm like, no, it ain't worth the $500. <laughs> <laughs> that's just weird. Uh, <laughs> no, and, thank you. And the only way I could have... I could justify that in my mind as if it led into a story. I mean, because I, I get, I understood that the uh, the bathing suit competition was a legit thing, but if they worked into where mystery was supposed to, uh, uh, you know, be a part of it, but she just refused on camera. Like I walk in with the bathing suit to his office and. The goon says no, or she she slams the bathing suit down on his desk, or so you know something something just to justify like no, I'm not doing this. Then I you know I, yeah. I, I can see it then, but to legitimately participate with the with the mask on that yeah that I can't even picture that. Yeah, it just it just would have looked real weird. I'm like, and you know, for that it, character, yeah. yes, yeah, for for her, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just it, didn't it didn't fit. It didn't fit with my character, and I was like, I can't. We make can we make it a joke or something or you know like if you can make it stupid and like funny <laughs> to where and then exactly like you said create make some sense out of it but as a as a badass like evil goth character who like chokes people out and then I'm in a bikini that yeah. I don't say it that's not right that's kind of counterproductive so, but you know yeah yeah. But I, you know, I I was uh, it's complimented all with the fact that they they asked me to be in it. So, you know. Oh yeah. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took it as a compliment and just said, "No, thank you. Move forward." So. And as you should take it as a compliment. Uh, you know, finally, you're kind of wrapping this this thing on it. I know the wrestling scene wasn't nearly as strong as what it would become in later years, but when the WoW ended, did you ever contemplate, like, you know what, I 
think I want to get this a go or no, that's all right. Did it ever occur to you beyond the, the world of wow that, you know, maybe I should, I could give this a try or no, I'm just going to keep with acting or whatever. Um, we thought about it. It was, it was, or sorry, I thought about it. I mean, I remember having distinct conversations with um, the rest of Cage Sheet about it mm-hmm. and maybe going elsewhere with the shtick um, and the characters. And how, how um, would you been able to do know, that? Hearing, well, because the show had ended, but David was saying that, you know, he kept saying that it was going to come back on and that it was, you know, we just got to get the funding and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of us waited mm-hmm. um, and waited for the show to come back on so that we could remain. And um, I remember, I remember, I think even some girls like tried out for WWE. Okay. Or I don't know if it was WWF at the time still. Um, it was WWF at the time. But, well, at least it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I thought about it for a second and I kind of waited and then I started to do more acting, uh, gigs and I just kind of, I just kind of moved on from it. Okay. I decided that it was really hard on my body and, you know, at this time I already had shattered my tibia, Hmm. I'd got a concussion, Uh. a whiplash, um, just a ton of, a ton of like injuries It just really hard on my body and then you know being an athlete a college athlete um and i i just saw it kind of broken down okay and i and i thought to myself i i'm too young to feel this broken down let me let my body heal a little bit and kind of see if if anything happens with the show but i'll move on and something you know just more of of acting and and doing other things and I did you know I did a little stunt here and there but it for the most part I just wanted to heal my body and give my my body a chance to heal from all that I put it through through all the years and uh, I think ultimately that was a a good choice for me um and everybody's body is completely different but I just didn't want to end up an older woman and just have all these problems. I, I remember being in acting class with, uh, um, God, his name was the Sheik. Um, so I was in acting class with this uh, male professional wrestler and he just, his body was broken down and he was on a lot of pain pills. And I just remember looking at him and just going, yeah, not for me. Yeah. I don't want to, he was in pain all the time, you know, and I just didn't want that for myself. And I knew that I wanted to have a family one day and yeah, I just wanted to feel young and healthy and it certainly does take a toll. It's amazing athletic, um, but it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. So uh, yeah, it I just kind of took that stance and just let it happen. Whatever happens, happens. If wow takes off again and I'm in the right spot, I'll do it. Uh, you know, uh, if not, I'm going to kind of head in this direction. Uh, the, the gentleman that you're speaking of, his first name wouldn't happen to have been Joseph, would it? No. No. Okay. I kind of don't want to mention his name, but. Um, oh, sorry. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only because, sheik I know. know. I, 
I would say this man, uh, it was, uh, I messed up. Um, I remember his name, but I kind of like played off of it. I'm sorry. Mm. Well, uh, I'll just say this anonymous wrestler guy in my acting <laughs> class was on some serious pain pills. Okay. Yeah. I well, didn't want to, I don't want to call anybody out. That's not cool. But I'm sure like most professional wrestlers on pain pills. Well, it, yeah, so. it, it happens. That now, I, just, just to kind of tie a knot into that, I know some of them have, uh, at this stage of it, have found other uh, means to kind of kind of get around. Like I know Don Dallas <laughs> Page has been real a big advocate of look, you can kind of heal your body with the the yoga thing, and I, and a lot of wrestlers have had to be convinced. It, it took a guy like him who was a pro wrestler who had achieved at a high level uh, to let them know that look, man, it's, it's okay. It's, it's you know, it's not not just for women. It's, you know, because he's got a studio here. He has a the uh, and. This is a free plug for him. I don't get any money for endorsing DDP Yoga, but DDP Yoga has been, you know, kind of a a big boon, if you will, for a lot of wrestlers to kind of steer them away from, you know, don't take this stuff, kind of heal your body in a natural sense. So I just just want to add that in because I I know that the uh, the environment or the the world is a little different because yeah, you're right. At, at at that point, you had a lot of wrestlers that were doing a lot of things to just get by. But yeah, right. but, but today, right. you know, they, they kind of know a little better. So. Right, right. But, and actually, I saw, oh, my God, who's that? Who's that funny um, Latin uh, comedian who goes out and he he does these different workouts mm-hmm. oh, uh, uh, with these people? You know who I'm talking about? Fluffy. And he and he goes to these different places and he does workouts and then he they and then conversely they go to a restaurant and they eat like they eat so much food. Actually, they do the food for first and then they do the workout and then they're like huffing and puffing. But they did a little bit on Diamond Dallas's pages um, yoga studio. Oh, okay. And uh, oh my god, it was so funny. So I saw it and actually Diamond Dallas Page studied with Howard Fine, but he wasn't the wrestler I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And his wife at the time, they were at my studio. And, uh, yeah, so it was funny to kind of have some of the wrestlers sort of in and out. Oh, yeah. Um, of the same studio. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it, it all comes around. That, that's basically all I can say. And, and I, I just want to close on, on this note. It sounds as if I, a lot of the girls that were participating in the WOW were kind of like, you know, I'm willing to do the wrestling, but I'm going to wait for David because he says it's coming back, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I owe him this, so I'm going to go back to WoW. Uh, do you think that had it been like, look, this is this is over. I don't know when it's coming back, so you're free to kind of do whatever you want. If you had gotten that blessing at that time when when WoW was over, do you think that that would have changed your perception of it at all? Yes. Okay. I think at the time, mm-hmm. just coming off pay-per-view, yes, and that sort of feeling, I think personally, uh, as having momentum in that direction, like like I was said, it was electric, it was fun, it was the run-in, it was like I know for me, mm-hmm. you know, I can't speak for anybody else. I think I I probably would have gone a different way, but because there was that. That pregnant of, pause and then that mm. pregnant pause and then that pregnant pause and it's like then you start feeling your body and you start to think oh my god 
because you you take you take a little time off of it, just like any training. It's like almost like I don't want to say starting over, but it gave you time yeah, to think like about even it. Even just get, get, yeah, get, getting on the ropes again and just feeling that pain. Like if you keep going, you can the train is going. Mm-hmm. You stop and then you start to realize, oh my god, my body like. Uh, I had trouble getting, uh, my back hurt so bad. Sometimes I had trouble getting out of bed. I was like, I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it, yeah, it makes you start thinking. Ah, well, you know, and and I'm glad you said that because, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't know if I've heard it kind of explained in that way that, you know, it's kind of that, well, Loka said it to some degree. There's kind of that loyalty factor that, hey, you know, when when we stepped away from it, we were kind of holding on for him. And that makes sense. And I know the longer, like you just said, the longer that it stretched out, the longer that it went on, it gives you time to like, you know what, maybe if I could be doing something else, you know, <laughs> other than being slammed around constantly. Right, right. So, yeah, and that, I think that's most most of the ladies did sort of move on in a in a different direction. Uh, yes, um, several of them. I, I, as you may know, and uh, as listeners out there may know, I, I've interviewed quite a bit of you guys, and uh, some have, have ventured away from it. Uh, some gave it a go briefly. Uh, some divorced themselves from it entirely. You know, I mean, even even at this stage of it, where I guess. Gosh, why? Oh, what is it? This this may be the fourth hiatus that Wow has is on, and and I know that they do this for a reason, but it, but a hiatus is a hiatus, and is is I, I know some of them even in the uh, most recent version of it, it, it was just too up and down for them, you know, to be able to kind of maintain, and they, uh. Life just happened. I mean, that that's the best way that you can put it. Life continued on. Life happened, and they had to do other things to keep the bills paid. So, right, right. So, right. no shame so, in that at all. You know, <laughs> no. We wish them all well. They were they were really fun to work with. Absolutely. So that said, ladies and gentlemen, I think this has covered a a, a plethora of stuff. Uh, as it relates to <laughs> Wow, and not just with Wow, but Nicole, who who has been fantastic, uh, gave gave me a lot of her time to sit and talk about you know the good old days, if you will, of her being inside the ring. I'm I'm sure at this stage of life out there, there's nothing I could do or say that could convince her to get back in it. So I'm sorry, guys, you're probably not going to see her running around in in tights anytime soon. So, uh, but. Uh, perhaps you can follow her on uh, her acting career. You can go uh, see her in, 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 uh, on the IMDb page. So when she's got some new gigs popping up and new new projects kicking off, uh, you can maybe able to check out there. Do, do you do any acting on the stage as well, or are we are we all live here? Uh, um, not so much stage anymore. Um, although I do I I do do performances uh, at churches, more like. Uh, spoken word and 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 things uh, uh, creative projects that sort of illuminate the the word of god so i do do that mm-hmm. um but mainly it's like if i'm gonna act i, I need to make sure i get paid because i got a I got a little baby now and she's awesome so uh yeah gotta i gotta look at paying the bills and 
venture yeah. in a different direction <laughs> than just thinking about artistry. So. Well, I know our art can only go so far. You can't can't eat the art, unfortunately. And yeah, my baby cannot eat art. So yeah, <laughs> it, it yeah, doesn't quite work that way. But you know, I, I will say that if uh, if you guys if you got some some filmmakers out there, you got some money to 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 put behind a project and afford some reasonable talent, then you and you want to contact Nicole Ochoa. Uh, I don't I don't know if there's any uh, actors content. Uh, not content, contact information that you would like to list for yourself. Would you? Is there anything that you'd like to put out there if, if anybody wants to acquire your services and pay accordingly for them? <laughs> I have a commercial agent, and that is DPN, and that they are located off Camden and Beverly Hills. And then they can also, my contact information is on IMDb if you are signed up um, through agency or producer. So there you go. Fantastic, and you, and you know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put this out to the universe now, because I uh, I put out a, a small scene to uh, Loka just just for kicks, and you know what? I, okay. I I think what I'm going to do, I may start a crowdfunding to get a a independent feature done, starring Loka, Vendetta. And dealt a lot of pain. Of course, you know, not as those characters, but you know, the the actual. No, I think that would be funny though. <laughs> that might be funny though, Brian. I don't know. No, either you, way, you know what would be funny, funny is to and have you know it at cool the end. Like, right? Yeah. We're we're so different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're just like all three of us are so different, but we all get along so well. See that. Now you pitch putting in uh, the characters of Cage Heat. Now I say you do a full movie, say ninety minutes, go through the credits, and you do the, and you take the uh, the old Marvel routine at the end of the credits. Now you have his different characters at the end and the prison garb and all that stuff. So you, so, so you so you get that little Easter egg of uh of Cage Heat just showing up, which I think yeah, cool. that's funny. That's actually a good idea, Brian. Maybe I'll get us all together and we'll just like film something just for fun and have that out there and put it out there. That would be hilarious. All three of us together, it's just funny. I think I may it's need funny. to get y'all out here. Well, I already got one third of it in Atlanta. I need to get the other two in Atlanta so you know, I'm gonna, so it can make a, a nice cop movie or something like that. And that that'll right. be that'll be the thing to do. There you go. I know, right? You're funny. You're funny, Brian. Hey, I, I, a lot of creative juice in there. A lot of creative juice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but well, Brian, those, thank you so much. Yeah, for absolutely. The thank you for coming on. To be interviewed and to to go down memory lane and to, you know, I just I have a lot of good fond memories of all the girls and 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 the experience was incredible. And a uh, big thank you to David McLean for for hiring me and giving me that opportunity to to explore my characters and the creative leeway and, and all of that. Just uh, I have nothing but love for, for everyone. So Abs- thank you. Uh, you, are, you are more than welcome. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you out there for listening to this uh, podcast in its entirety. I appreciate it. And if you 
You already got her contact information and her uh, stuff that if you need to get in touch with her. And, and of course, like I said, pay accordingly. Don't be asking her for no free uh, work or anything like that. She's she like me. She got a family out there. You know, that, that stuff costs. Uh, but also, just quick plug for me, you know, if you are listening to this, go to the Women's Pro Wrestling Network on all platforms. This podcast pushes out to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, uh, I'm probably forgetting some right now, Player FM. Uh, of course, there's the YouTube version of it, and uh, we got matches and other on-camera interviews and such. If you are so inclined to go check those out, and get, got the Facebook page, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, just, just every platform that we could possibly get ourselves on, and, and make it easy on yourself. Go to our Podbean page, and it's got all the links sitting up there right there, of course, with all the archives. So it'll cover every bit all the way around. So for me and Mystery slash Vendetta slash Nicole, I'm going to say thank you for tuning in for this one, and so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.